Congratulations to the Joplin Globe on the new podcast adventure. Travel Inspirations is delighted to welcome this new initiative to bring news to the four-state community. Discover your next adventure on our website, travelinspirations.travel. Hello, Globe readers. Welcome to another edition of In Case You Missed It, our weekly recap podcast sponsored by Travel Inspirations. I'm Joe Hadsel, and this week we'll review the five biggest local news stories of the week. We'll also talk with St. Louis attorney Mark Pedroli, who is suing the former governor's administration over the use of a confidential messaging app. We'll talk about why those apps are a problem in light of Missouri's open records law and about how the law could be strengthened in the future. And now, In Case You Missed It, April 28, 2019. The Carthage Humane Society Board fired Shelter Director Deborah Bell and temporarily closed its operation in a Wednesday night 6-3 vote. The announcement comes at a time when the group had rebuilt trust and faith with Carthage city leaders. Bell was hired to improve the shelter after reports of underfed dogs and incomplete records led to the resignation of its former director. Progress was cited in November during the shelter's 7th anniversary celebration, and in January, the city of Carthage restored a portion of withheld funding after the shelter passed a six-month review. The shelter will reopen to the public on Tuesday. At the annual Joplin Area Chamber of Commerce Banquet Thursday night, new Chamber President Toby Teeter laid out his vision for a shift in the city's approach to economic development. Teeter said he has plans to focus more on developing the quality of life, amenities, and culture that he says are commonly coveted by high-value employers and companies, as opposed to attracting as many jobs as possible and finding people to fill them. At Thursday night's banquet, the Chamber presented its annual awards, such as Golden Apples and Citizen of the Year. Former Missouri State Senate President Pro Tem Ron Ron Richard was named the Chamber Citizen of the Year. The water table in Carterville's well has risen back to normal operating levels after mysteriously dropping earlier this week. Last weekend, the city of Carterville was forced to tap into Webb City's water system after officials believed the water table in the town's well dropped dramatically within a 24-hour period. Will Klein, Carterville City Administrator, described the initial incident as an absolute anomaly in that the table dropped well below its pump depth, but now has climbed back up more than 100 feet in the past few days. Joplin's Sunshine Lamp Trolley and Metro Area Paratransit System, or MAPS as it's commonly known, temporarily halted Saturday public transportation service as the result of a driver shortage. That suspension of Saturday service, announced Tuesday, will affect users who normally would take 200 Saturday rides. That number is less than half of the number on weekdays. Transportation Director Robert Lolly said the weekday average number of rides is 450 to 475. Joplin's problem with keeping driver positions filled is part of a national shortage of drivers who have commercial driver's licenses. That shortage is also affecting over-the-road trucking companies and schools-seeking bus drivers, Lolly said. And finally this week, while she caught hundreds of pitches during the previous three softball seasons, Liberal High School's Brooke Bearden will always cherish the pitch she caught on Monday afternoon from her best friend. Last year, Bearden had open-heart surgery to repair a hole in her heart. Two months later, she suffered a stroke that led to three surgeries in two days and an early prognosis that she might not survive or might not walk or speak again. Her recovery was highlighted during senior night, where she took her place on the softball team, caught the first pitch, and later was inserted as a pitch runner. We'll be right back with Mark Pedroli.
Travel Inspirations is a full-service travel agency in the four states with over 20 years of experience in planning group tours, company incentives, and leisure cruises. Joe, Nancy, and Wendy are eager to customize itineraries to make travel dreams come true. Travel Inspirations is exceeding your expectations and designing your vacation. Follow them on Facebook at Travel Inspirations Carthage or visit them online at travelinspirations.travel or call 417-526-4500. Welcome back. Over the last few years, confidential messaging apps have been at the center of controversies involving governmental secrecy. Deleted communications were mentioned in Special Counsel Robert Mueller's report, for instance. In Missouri, former Attorney General Josh Hawley and former Governor Eric Greitens and members of their staffs were found to use the app Confide for messaging. Attorney Mark Pedroli is the co-founder of Missouri's Sunshine and Government Accountability Project. That group sued the former governor's office over the use of Confide. He talks to us from his St. Louis office about how the use of such apps flies in the face of Missouri's open records law and how the use of these apps is a new variation of an old problem. Hello, Mark. Uh, We are calling from Joplin today. Uh, We are kindred spirits. We are surrounded by Cardinals fans down here, too. Uh, Have you had a chance to head out to the ballpark yet? I have. I have. Uh, I've been to one game this year so far. Uh, it was a nice day, and it was actually the opening day. So. Oh, nice. Nice. I think everybody around here would be jealous that you only went to one game. They're like, come on, man. Why aren't you there every game? <laughs> <laughs> if I had more time, I would, believe me. <laughs> That's understandable. That's understandable. One of the big questions about the use of confidential apps that we hear from mm-hmm. readers is there's a lot of confusion about what these are. Tell us a little bit about confidential apps like Confide. What makes them different? And are there any similar apps that people might already be using that they don't know about? Right. So the term confidential app, I think there's there's a lot of subcategories of what these apps are. And sometimes you hear the word ephemeral. Um, if you Google the term, in fact, ephemeral app, you will come up with um, a lot of writings, and, 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 and including experts discussing uh, what can be captured or found in ephemeral apps. There are apps that automatically destroy communications that are encrypted. There are apps that don't automatically destroy that are also encrypted. So there, there's actually apps out there like Signal, for example, which is an app that will allow you to communicate by voice or text in a encrypted manner, but it allows you to retain the communication as long as you want. Okay. So those types of apps, you know, we don't have complaints about. Um, oftentimes they're used in government to deal with witnesses and whistleblowers. And I understand even in journalism, a lot of journalists have a signal telephone number in case their uh, source does not want to be revealed or doesn't want to have their uh, information found by somebody else. I need to give now, you on the one other of those, hand, and, and, and You might. <laughs> and on the other hand, there are uh, apps that automatically destroy or uh, there are apps like Confide that destroy the communication immediately. Those can never be used in government for obvious reasons. Okay. Well, you know, they, they say nothing really goes away on the Internet. Uh, we caution our kids on Snapchat that even though they think a picture is being deleted, there are ways to save it. Uh, really, how, how challenging is it to recover records from some of these apps? Uh, can't we find them somehow? Well, that's sort of the struggle that's going on right now. Um, as you're probably aware, in the Mueller investigation, they were unable to recover messages from many apps. And on some apps, that there are holes in them, or the quality of the app isn't as good for the user. 
and they can be found later. Now the question is, is which apps um, have holes and which apps don't? And and that you know, frankly, that's an ongoing thing that you hear about on the internet. Uh, every so often, someone will find a hole. Um, a man in the middle attack could be conducted, for example, on Confide. Uh, Confide had a, a hole where a man in the middle could actually intercept communications. Then they claimed that they had fixed that at a later date. So there's always, you know, people finding ways in, and that's sort of the the ongoing nature of how this works. Sounds like this is just an updated version of an old problem. Uh, for for years, journalists, members of the public have struggled with recovering records that might have been destroyed. Uh, we're just going from shredders to apps that delete things uh, automatically. Is that is that what things look like today? It is. It's 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 a it's a new and 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 mass version of an old problem. And even in government, there was an old problem in Missouri. Back in the late 1800s and early 1900s, we created laws under Chapter 109 of the Missouri Code that that basically told public officials, don't destroy your communications, um, meaning don't burn them, <laughs> because back then they didn't even have shredders. Um, but there there were there were you know sheriffs and other elected officials that not only might have been burning or taking their own personal uh, or, or not their own office communications home with them after they would leave an office, and then they created a cause of action for the next sheriff to be able to sue them to get the official documents to bring them back into the office. So this is, you know, this is a problem that goes back to the, the horse and stable days, which is, which is the origins of the Sunshine Law in Missouri. And now it's evolved into a situation where people are able to communicate, for example, in the governor's office with 25 other governor workers to destroy all of their communications back and forth. You had mentioned earlier the uh, Mueller report. Uh, Tony Messenger, a columnist with the Post-Dispatch, he made the point that anybody who worried about uh, Hillary Clinton's emails uh, should pay attention to that part of the Mueller report that said it was mm-hmm. hard to prosecute. Uh, your office has been connected to uh, to the Greitens administration as you are suing for, over the use of Confide. How How tempting is this? to be a political issue where people line up about how they feel along Republican and Democrat lines and how much of a mischaracterization is that? In other words, how important is this to each party? To me, it's not political. Um, The Sunshine and Government Accountability Project were equal opportunity. Had Greitens been a Democrat, the lawsuit would have been filed on the same day. That didn't matter. It was the use of these apps. The people who complained about Clinton using, uh, you know, a server in the closet had a right to complain about that. They were right. She should not have done that. Um, if a Republican does it or a Democrat does it, does not matter. I think, and, and hopefully, and I've discussed this with the judge in my case, the, the Sunshine Law is frankly one of the rare, uh, one of the rare issues upon which Missourians can agree, no matter what party <laughs> you're in. It's, it's a two-party affair. We all agree that politicians and government officials shouldn't be privatizing their offices and using it for their public benefit, nor should they be destroying government documents. So hopefully just because a Republican or a Democrat might get sued doesn't create the people on the other side of it saying that they're against the Sunshine Law. That would be the worst-case scenario. 
in, in, in Missouri, we have Republicans, we have Democrats, we have apolitical people that are involved in sunshine litigation. And, and we all talk and we all agree almost on everything. In those talks, is there conversation about how Missouri Sunshine Law could be strengthened to prohibit the use of these apps? Absolutely. The, those are talks that are ongoing, and obviously since we filed the uh, the lawsuit against the governor's office over the use of Confide, one of the immediate uh, – well, let me be very frank about this. I think the law already says that you can't do this. Okay. Um, in the, in the, it doesn't specifically say burner apps, but it says you cannot remove original public records without consent of the custodian of records. Now, in my mind, that means also that you cannot destroy original public records, which these communications were. So I think the law already says you can't use it. But if they wanted to clarify it even further to say that you cannot use ephemeral or burner apps in government, that would be fine. And I made recommendations to the, to the, to the state legislator. I made recommendations to the state senators um, to adopt such litigation or to adopt such legislation. Unfortunately, I found out just today that they removed that part from the amended law. And this was news that I, I found out this morning, which was very disappointing because they were saying that the reason that they removed this was because law enforcement had lobbied the state legislator to remove it because they wanted to continue to use encrypted and, or maybe even ephemeral communications. I thought at, at best there could have been an exception that allowed, let's say, an undercover officer to be able to use Confide or another app if the people who he was investigating were also using those same apps, right? If he wanted to fit in, then there should be an exception for him to do that so long as he's not using Confide to communicate with government officials. That was a fine exception. I would have been okay with that, but they didn't put it in. So my concern is, is they rejected this, and they're using the law enforcement issue as a smokescreen which allows them to use it. That is, uh, that is one of the catches in talking with people about uh, open records laws. There, you know, people will tell me, well, law enforcement, they need to keep things, uh, you know, they, they need to protect parts of investigations. Right. Uh, there seems to be a clear line between the activities of law enforcement and the activities of virtually every other form of government. Is that a point that you try to make uh, whenever you're pushing for expansions to the Sunshine Law or additions to it? Well, what and 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 as you you may know, uh, the litigation that we filed against the governor's office for the use of Confide, the discovery that I did in that, pursuant to subpoenas that were issued to the attorney general's office revealed the use of another app called Silent Phone. Have you heard of this? That one I have not. No. Okay, so and this there's been a few articles about it, but and frankly not enough, and it needs to it needs to get out there, and people need to understand. Silent phone is another type of an app that retains the messages for 90 days or one minute, depending on the user's preference. The problem is, is that once again the government in Missouri selected an app that automatically destroyed it before the retention rules say you can destroy it, correct? So, for example, the retention rules in Missouri say for the governor's office staff, they have to retain those messages for two years. Now, if an app automatically destroys it in 90 days, just the idea of using that app is violating the retention rules under Chapter 109. They're breaking the law. 
So the same is true of the Missouri State Highway Patrol, who was also using these apps. The problem is, is they're entitled to encrypted technology. I think that the police are absolutely entitled to use encrypted products. And there are many out there that are just as good as silent phone. The question that I had for him is, why did you choose one that deleted all the communications after 90 days? Which means that there's no record of any of these communications uh, that, uh, that, the, that the Missouri State Highway Patrol uh, sent uh, on using text message. That's the problem. I imagine when you're talking about this issue, a typical person, their eyes might glaze over. Uh, the, you know, let government do its job, lay, you know, it's okay, we don't need to know all the details. How do you tell those people that the way um, government records are kept are critical? First of all, it's history. We, we go to the library, we learn about the papers of government for decades. The, these papers are now being destroyed on a level never before seen. The records of the communication in the governor's office, for example, under the Greitens administration, are going to be sparse because we don't know what the critical communications that they had about the important issues of the time. One example is it's a destruction of history. The other reason is it's, it's, it's a violation of our civil liberties. This is a democracy. We have civil liberties that entitle us to know what our government is doing. When you become governor or attorney general or anything that's a public office, that's a public trust. You're doing it for the public. And the idea that they can privatize these communications with lobbyists or with people giving them money or dark money groups is very troublesome because it raises the notion that these offices are being privatized for the use of the person who holds it instead of the people who voted them in. That's another concern. It's why we need trans. You always need transparency in government because the more light is on it, the, the less likely they're going to do damage. They're going to steal. They're, they're going to do the things that you did not send them there to do. We need to keep an eye on them, and this is how we do it. Mark, thank you. I appreciate you covering this with us today. Um, the uh, is there uh, is there an upcoming event that you are hoping happens soon in the Greitens case that we should look for? Well, that we, there's a pending motion to lift the stay of discovery. That's it's been pending for o over a month, but mm -hmm. I'm hoping at some point that I am allowed to take some depositions in that case, uh, so we can learn a little bit more about the types and the varieties of communications that were sent. Uh, and received on the phone. And I, and I think Missourians of all political parties want to know, what, what was this used for? What kinds of communications were had? How intense was it? Was the use, I mean, was this 100 messages a day or was it two or three? Um, I tend to think it was, it was more than two or three, and I think it was over a long period of time. So I think, I think Missourians are entitled to know, and hopefully the judge will uh, allow me to ask the questions to get those answers. Well, again, thank you. I appreciate your time today, and uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing more in the news from you in the, in the future. Great. Thank you very much. And that will wrap up this edition of In Case You Missed It, sponsored by Travel Inspirations. All of the stories you heard in this podcast, and many, many more, can be found on our website, joplinglobe.com. All of our subscription packages include unlimited access to our website, which features the latest local news and sports, as well as regularly updated feeds for national news, sports, business, and entertainment reports. Call 417-623-3480 and talk to the awesome people in our subscriber services department for more information. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Joe Hadsell, and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead.
thank you to the Joplin Globe for reviewing the four state highlights and news this week. To discover adventurous highlights around the world, find Travel Inspirations Carthage on Facebook or search our website, travelinspirations.travel. We look forward to exceeding your expectations.